Cinebuds is brought to you by Associated Bank and Pizza Man. Cinebuds, Cinebuds, two buddies talking about Cinebuds. Oh! Hey! I... <laughs> I'm Justin Barney from 889 Radio Milwaukee. Christopher Pollard from Milwaukee Film. And today we're talking about Lamb. Lamb. Yes. Is? Lamb is a film by uh, Valdemir Johansson. Uh, film takes place in Iceland. A couple living on a farm mysterious discover, mysteriously discover a half-human, half-lamb child. And they take, take the child in as their own. That old chestnut. And then, and then you've uh, seen it a thousand <laughs> times. Um, and that is a. That's basically the movie. I mean, that's a, a good part of it. It yeah. is a. It is a slow, slow ambient jam. movie. That's got a lot of space. It's got a lot of quiet, but it also has. A lot of weird stuff that happens. Yes. Christopher Pollard, what did you think about Lamb? First of all, before we even talk about the film, yeah. I want a lamb baby. <laughs> okay. Weird. So cute. Okay. I mean, I th- I mean babies are cute. I've never heard you express a desire for children, and here we are. I've never had one. <laughs> I know. But if my if I had a child that had a little lamb face. Little lamb hoof, little one one hoof, one hand. I mean, I like you know. I'm I'm a I'm a you know typical guy. I like uh, dogs, like cats. Right. This was like the cutest little dog cat. Have both. I know. Have a lamb. (laughs) A little baby. You can put sweaters on it, and it walks upright. Okay. Now that we got that out of the way, is it? I feel like it's very much in my way still. Oh, now we're just uh, we're now, sitting back on the recliner. Currently, what <laughs> we're, we're talking about this hour. <laughs> now we go into a psychological <laughs> look into Christopher Pollard. So, what else would you like cute. to tell us? <laughs> um, this movie is my bread and butter. Ding, 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 ding. There's a lot of things I have to say about it, but I will firstly just say it is a slow jam. But I feel like just at the beginning, it's very slow and beautiful. And yeah. it takes a minute, but once you get into the meat of the film, it it's just like I no joke physically braced myself in my seat a number of times. Me too. Uh, for a movie this you know thoughtfully paced, that's surprising. So yeah, oh uh, boy, oh boy, yeah, I liked it a lot. Me too. And coming in, I was like, this is definitely a movie that I am. It's definitely like aiming for us as an audience. Yeah. And I had come in hearing some people were like, well, I heard mixed reviews and I heard uh, the people that it's were like, like, of course you did. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, of course I did. And, and there's some people that were like, you know, it, it's got a lot of like questions that are unanswered and it doesn't really like, it doesn't yeah. really like address anything. And I was like, oh, I love a movie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that doesn't address anything. Yeah. I love a movie that's got a lot of it's got a lot of questions. Oh, yeah. It doesn't really... You don't need to spoon feed me, baby. No, 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 uh, no, no. Baby lamb? Baby lamb, baby you don't got to spoon feed lamb. me. Let's just... You know, I'm happy to, to marinate on it. questions out there. 
And we and we had just been talking. I watched the movie La Samurai, and it doesn't have a, a word of dialogue Which for means the first. The Samurai, <laughs> by the way, for for those. It's it's it was too easy. <laughs> um, and it doesn't have dialogue for ten minutes. And I was telling you about yeah. how I love a movie that will hold off as long as possible to yeah. have dialogue. This is one of those movies. <laughs> there is nothing said for like the first 10 minutes and then for a lot of the rest of the movie. It's just give me give me that slow yeah. slice of life. I don't want to scare people though. There is a lot of action and there things that take There is a lot place. of action. And that and yes, yeah. and that is also like when you look back on it you're like whoa, a yeah. lot of stuff happened. Yeah. But a lot of stuff happens very slowly. I thought this movie was so wonderfully weird. Yeah. It was so strange. It was so out there. It was bizarre, but it was also quiet and touching. If you are currently on the fence about watching it, please listen to the rest of this podcast because I feel like we really need to flesh out what you're in you're in for. And we are gonna go into it in the podcast. We'll be right back. Like listening to Milwaukee produced podcasts? Then check out Radio Milwaukee's innovation podcast, Diverse Disruptors, hosted by me, Tariq Moody. We talk with entrepreneurs from across the country that are innovating for a more inclusive world. Listen at RadioMilwaukee.org slash disruptors. Diverse Disruptors is presented by University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, Northwestern Mutual, and United Ways Tequity. Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and Associated Bank. Proud supporter of Milwaukee Film and offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to the Milwaukee community at AssociatedBank.com. Member FDIC. Did you miss Radio Milwaukee's fall membership drive? Don't worry, there's still time to support all the programming you enjoy and get entered for a prize. Donate by 1159 on Friday, October 22nd. You'll be entered to win two tickets to see the Bucks versus the Cavaliers December 18th, plus an overnight stay at the Double Dutch Hotel. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org and click the orange heart to enter. All right, we're back, we're back, we're back. You're welcome. And we're talking about lamb. So good. Yeah, what's on, what's, what's me, first on your mind here? First, let me say I went with a bunch of coworkers. Yeah. So we saw it together. And it has been so long since I've left a theater, one, with people. Yeah. And then two, immediately launched into a conversation about the movie. Always. Where everyone's like, well, what about this? Well, I thought it was like this. Everyone had some great opinions about the different aspects of the film. I will also say I saw it yesterday at Oriental and I've been to, since since movies have been in theaters, yeah. I've, I've been to a bunch this was the most packed I've seen a theater. Oh, wow, I, yeah. I could not have been more hardened. Oh, it was that's great. so great to see like a packed Oriental side theater yeah. for Lamb. I love it. And for those who are uh, worried about uh, COVID precautions, packed means half full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was at half, you know? Yeah. It was there. That's great. Yeah. It's such an interesting movie. And I, I, and we'll get to, I feel like maybe we'll have to do a little bit of a spoiler dish towards the end of this. I don't think so. You don't think so? All right, think well, we we'll see where we go. But I will say there was a moment in the film where I I was taken out of the film in a very good way. I was taken out of the film in a Same. way that I had to say to Absolutely. myself in my brain, this is what you can do with a movie. I, I am like absolutely the, agree because there's so much in the movie me. where you're in the movie. Yeah, it reminded me that like 
oh yeah, I can uh, make a movie about anything yes. and anything can happen yes. in it. I forget that because there's so many times you see a movie, I'm like, yeah, that's what happens in a movie. Yeah. This doesn't. Yes. Um, and I'm not even just talking about the concept of the movie, which already starts out beautifully bizarre, but very sweet and in an otherwise realistic film. Yes, it is very. And that's like, I think that's the beauty of this yeah. movie is is marrying that very, very slow, Icelandic slice of life, hyper-realism, shots that are long. The, the opening the opening scene is of this couple. They are alone, and they are farming on their farm. They are, yeah. they are beautiful, birthing beautiful lambs. Beautiful, beautiful landscapes. You know, and, and it's just, it's them going about the daily tasks of farming in Iceland. Yeah. And that's a lot of the movie. And a lot of the movie is them going about the daily tasks of farming in Iceland, and then at one point, they pull out a... A baby, half baby, half lamb. Yeah, they're they're a lot of lambs are being birthed on their farm, and at one point they see one that is strange. You don't know why at first. Yeah. Then you slowly discover, and it's not shocking. It's not horrifying. It's they don't question it. They accept it and they love it, and they see it's the answer to you know. Yeah. It's the they. It's it's a gift. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's this bizarre thing. It is a gift. And I want to backpedal a little bit on the, some of the stuff because I two things. I worry that people are going to hear you say how slow it is, and that and that things like that. So they just farm. I don't think it's as much as you're saying, and I'm only saying that because I had the same feeling when I started watching it. Mm-hmm. Is the first five to ten minutes is very slow, and they set up this routine that they have. Mm-hmm. I genuinely think after like the first. 20 I don't it's not like it's not the Bond film it's not action packed but it is a very steady like I was never like waiting for the next thing to happen I agree I I agree with you and and it it sets it up up in chapters which I think is a good way for it to like create some anticipation and like we're in a chapter something's gonna happen in this chapter we're in chapter two something's gonna happen in this chapter um, and it's also, there's a lot of humor in the film. There is a lot of humor in the film. There's a lot of really funny moments, very sweet moments. Things so, that you think are going to be just deadly and dangerous will like snap and turn into like a loving thing. And then yeah. quite the opposite as well. Yeah. So so it's this couple, they have the, the baby and they are fostering it. Um, and then the a brother shows up. Yeah. And one of my favorite parts of this movie is that the brother literally gets thrown out of a car and they, yeah. and they throw his cell phone and then he's like the kind of guy that would get thrown out of a car. Yeah, it was a great way to introduce exactly who he was. It was so perfect. Yeah. I, I absolutely loved that. I loved him as a character. Yeah. I loved his little character arc. Yeah. I loved the arc that they had between the characters. I right. thought that it was like the arc that they had between the characters I thought was so perfectly stated. It wasn't you knew what was going on without knowing what was going on. Yeah. You knew what happened without knowing what had happened. They they like introduced little bits between them and then they released them. I thought it was so it was so tactfully done. Yeah. The kind of like inner inner interweaving yeah. of the the arcs between those characters. Absolutely love that. You know who the best actors in the film were? The Freaking sheeps. How do you get how, sheeps to emote? How on earth do they do it? 
This is the thing that like A24 singularly does <laughs> in a way that no one else does. And I think they've un- they understand their beat yeah. because they did like The Witch and they did Green Knight Green, yeah, and yeah. they have done this. A lot of their films, I will say this, a lot of their films could have been just directed by A24. They yeah. may as well just say directed by A24. And they get animals to emote. I have no idea. How I had a they couple do this. of thoughts on this. Yeah. One, obviously, you have CGI in the film a little bit, a so little bit. I'm sure some of those things could have been. However, I also like to, and this is what I like to believe, that they just filmed the goats for a really long time, that's, and dude, then found the way. found the head movements and reactions that weirdly fit oh the emotions that a person would God. feel in the moment. They have a sheep that feels jealousy. Yeah. How can a sheep there's a there's a sheep in this movie that gives us jealousy on the screen. One of the sheep what? had a look on his face that practically said, "Come on." <laughs> it's unreal. It was the first you've got, comment. You got you got a group of lambs that are fuming. Yeah. Fuming mad. Yeah, pacing. <laughs> It was the first comment by a friend of mine when we were, one of my coworkers when we were leaving, she goes, those sheep were good. They were. <laughs> That's so true. Incredible. Yeah. That, I mean, that alone is, uh, you know, miraculous in itself and worth watching yeah. itself. It is a very unique film. It's, here's what, here's the, I mean, if you have to put it into like a bucket, yeah, there is a bucket I love, which is a mostly normal film. It's just a couple. They're, they're out living on the moon. It's not the future. Right. But they are, uh, they're doing a normal thing mm-hmm. and you add a drop of the fantastic in it. This did, and this then had that. And you have to deal with that. that. The thing that made this incredibly unique for me and we cannot talk about it yet because um, I don't want to spoil too much, but they added late in the game another layer or maybe even maybe the same layer, but they just uh, up the ante on that layer substantially, and that was the moment at which I said, "What?" I was sm- my I had friends next to me, and I saw them point at me like she nudged her friend. She's mm-hmm. like, "Looking, look at mm-hmm. him," because I was smiling. And the thing that was happening on the screen wasn't nice. It wasn't something you should smile at. I was smiling because I was thinking, "How is this a movie that was made?" I did too. And I love it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Absolutely charmed. Yeah. Big, big smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this a lot. Really impressive. It is a tragedy. It's a tragic film. So we're smiling at something that is (laughs) sad, but we're smiling at the impressiveness of the film. Yeah. Um, Loved it. Go see it. I hope that people, you know, seeing it in the theater with people reacting to it. Yeah. I... I seriously overestimated how much that makes the movie more enjoyable yeah. before the pandemic. And now that seeing it with people was great. Also got to mention a great dog actor and a great cat actor in it as well. The animals steal the, steal the show. Stole the show. Yeah. Lamb, go see it. Let's get to what else have you been watching, Christopher? Me, who me? Yeah. Uh, just last night, I watched an amazing documentary. Okay. And I've been waiting to watch this for a while now, but it was on Showtime and I didn't have Showtime. Okay. So I have one week trial. Had to get it in. It is a film called The One and Only Dick Gregory. And it is about Dick Gregory, who um, is a an icon of a stand-up comedian. 
from like the 50s, 60s. He was the first black comedian to perform at the Playboy Mansion or Playboy okay. Club for uh, Hugh Hefner, and which was a huge breakthrough. He like really broke into a lot of the white clubs and really opened up for a lot of black comedians. Um, so that alone, I'm I'm really drawn to him. I love that history of comedy, uh, stand up, and he's impressive. He's just so cool. He's very funny. His jokes, I mean, from the sixties, they they hold up today. Yeah, uh, actually, possibly even more so. So yeah. there's that aspect of him. But then he also transitioned sort of into an incredible activist. He worked with Medgar Evers. He worked with Martin Luther King. He cracked up Martin Luther King. Love There's that. a great picture of you see Martin Luther King just laughing, which is delightful. Awesome. Um, then he also went on to try to improve the nation's nutrition. He, he, he championed uh, good eating, good food, nutrition. Wow. He did uh, fasts. Uh, he did a 40-day fast to protest uh, the Vietnam War. Wow. He did several of those. He ran across the country to draw attention to issues. I mean, the guy lived his life in service. Mm -hmm. And they talk about, you know, when you, there's only one question you need to ask yourself at the end of your life. It's not how much, how successful you were, how funny you were, but how much service did you give? And then full circle at the end of his life, he goes back to doing comedy again. And he's like, all of these contemporary comedians, Kevin Hart was one of the producers and they, they talked to him, talked yeah. to Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, sure. Lena Waite. Um, and man, the, the respect for him is amazing. So I, I've been waiting to see this and I was so excited that someone made a doc about him and it was worth it. it Love was wonderful. that. I, I hope that it comes past showtime I'm, because I'm sure at some point. Yeah. Whenever I sign up for a trial, I forget about it. Here's the key. You got to use a calendar online and you yeah, get reminders. But I will. I also want to mention that this is just my passion for this history, this particular history in America of, com mm -hmm. of comedians. And I first learned about him. I've heard about him like in that when I was real young. There was always jokes about looking up the pictures of him. I like have definitely seen yeah. pictures of him. I've definitely like seen individual like jokes and maybe routines. But that I feel like that's the perfect subject for a documentary. Yeah, where I have I've seen I've seen his face. I've seen him entertain a couple people that I know. I don't know if I could tell you a bit, but right. that's like a the perfect subject yeah. for a documentary. Remember when I was a kid, they were saying like, oh, I'm going to go on Dick Gregory, and that meant this diet plan. So there's a whole reference oh, to his diet plan. So I remember that vague reference, and then I read this amazing book by Cliff Stevenson called The Comedians, and it's a, a very thorough history of comedy from, from like the Catskills to today. And they talk about him a lot in it. Uh, and then I read his his um, his autobiography as well. Oh wow, he's a fascinating so person. Ready. Yeah, yeah, I was ready for him. I'm a big big fan, and I need now. I'm like now my search is albums. His albums, I got to get oh, some of those. Man, I love. But yeah, the one and only Dick Gregory. Highly recommend. That's great. Um, I also watched something that was that I have been surprisingly into. Yeah, the show Midnight Mass. I've heard people Netflix. talking about this lately. Typically, kind of not my lane. Yeah. It is a show, and it is uh, the genre is horror. It's a horror show. Right. These are these are two things that I do not typically gravitate horror towards. Horror shows often described as something you don't like. What a horror show. <laughs> wow, love that. Yeah. Bit. That's good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in the next edition of Comedians by Chris. I've been, been watching a lot of uh, stand-up documentaries. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for it. Um, and uh, I decided decided to watch it this week because we're in spooky season, and I was like, I'm going to you know, go over my 
you know, I'm going to stretch my boundaries a little bit. And the show is incredibly well done. Yeah. Just the, like, it is scary at points. Yeah. But it's it doesn't set itself up to be constant scare after scare after scare. It it does like what a great horror movie does where it it matches the highs and the lows. There are <clears throat> there are moments that are really scary yeah. and then there are moments of joy. And there are moments of real sadness and there are moments of coming together. They works I grew so that's up That's good. So it's more than just Yeah, I know. I grew up in, you know, I grew up in the church. And so uh, to me growing up, religious things were hands down the scariest. Oh yeah. You know, like the, the devil and stuff like yeah. that, that, that was like, the omen. The, Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely terrifying. Cause it was so real. And, uh, um, and it plays on that and that's like, it plays on that dynamic and that really works well with scary stuff. Yeah. They do like a great dynamic of, you know, there's, there's a priest and then there's a skeptic. That's a gr- that's a great little dynamic to have going on through the yeah. you know through the series, and uh, they just they do a great job of character development. They do a great job of of arcing the narratives. It's scary, yeah. but it's not it's not too scary. It's not it's not just to scare you. Yeah, really, really, really well done. Oh, that's I'm good. Absolutely, super enjoying it. I have been people online been saying, "Oh, I'm watching the last episode," you know, and they're so I've been hearing a lot of people are into it. Yeah, and I typically typically not my lane. Yeah, but um, absolutely love it. I quickly want to say, and we don't, we don't have to talk about it that much, but I've been watching Squid Game, which everyone's talking about right now. Dude, I was going to ask you about it because I was like, I feel like I'm the only person in the freaking world who has not watched this series. Yeah, I watched, I've only watched three, maybe four episodes of it so yeah. far. It is great. I mean, that's what I've heard. And I'm like, it is really, uh, I, I really fun. Like, we're in the membership drive. I like yeah. my life is busy. You know, I had to watch these movies this weekend. This will be a great app, uh, uh, dessert when you're done with uh, the drive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's really good. It reminds me of battle Royale, which we've talked about which, before. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a similar concept, but this is brighter. Yeah. It's like the bright version of battle Royale. So I, I know it's great. And I know that it's like, we and we have talked about I like competition shows. Yeah. And uh, I I I watched part of an episode um and I was like, well, this makes total sense that doing like a fictional um competition show. Yeah. Because competition shows like reality TV, like they have their kind of natural dynamics yeah. at play and you grow to like somebody over time and yeah. there's like backstabbings and there's like there are little dramas within every episode. And I was like, that it perfect. Yeah. for a, a fictional yeah. representation of that where you yeah. kind of like amp all of that up. It makes yeah. a lot of sense. It's really good. Visually also, that's such a stunning show. Yeah. Um, and then since we were talking about horror shows, uh, Gilmore Girls. Oh my God, I totally forgot we were going to talk about this. <laughs> Listen, I've seen oh Gilmore Girls before and I enjoyed it. I love the back and forth, that very 20s uh, romant, romantic comedy kind of pattern that they have. It's a very well-written show. Yeah. And I'm re-watching it. I've forgotten all the details, so it's easy to re-watch. Um, I am amazed how to discover how many psychopaths are on that show. It's this like small town relationship. Interesting. Clever, funny. It's very clever, very funny. They do promote reading a lot. This is my favorite thing about the show. Every episode they talk about books. Oh, I love that. And Rory's like a big reader. Oh, big fan. They have a list out there of the 336 books that they talked about on the show. Oh, cool. It's great. There's some of the minor characters (laughs) I think should be in jail. (laughs) 
It's like that. Put that kid in jail. I mean, what is this? Is early two late nineties, early two thousands? Yeah, it was like it's it's twenty years old right now. So it's like yeah, early two thousands. I feel like going going through a lot of those shows. You're you're it's probably like, gonna this person has so many red flags. Oh yeah, and everyone loves the grandma Emily Emily um, Gilmore. She's sure. the grandma, very wealthy. And apparently there's an arc to her character. In the later, she becomes a softer. But in the first two seasons, she is the worst. And mm. I, everyone keeps like, she's my favorite. I'm like, she she needs to be removed from her home and sent <laughs> elsewhere. Society. A society. She's going to hurt somebody. And there are, yeah, and there's like several characters. I'm like, this is like high octane, like bat shit. Yeah. You need help. Uh, again, some of them apparently are much better later, but currently I hate them so much. Love this take. I do love it, though. I do. I but the show is good. You're enjoying the show. Yeah, I like Luke. Luke is one of my favorites. Uh, there's only and uh, Melissa McCarthy. She played Suki in it, right? And that was one of her early. I watched jobs. like two episodes, and I the dialogue was very punchy, very fast. It is very funny, and they, I liked it. It's very funny, and it's it is very quick. And they uh, the guy who played Luke late, when he talked about because they did a reunion a couple years ago, and he said uh, it took me a while to get back. It's so it, you hear that, and it's so fast. It's very difficult to shoot because you got to be right on, right? But yeah, it is enjoyable to watch, and. Uh, my fiance and I want to do a podcast about it where we break it down and I'm wow. just going to scream psychopath over and over again. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, it's giving me a heart attack. Okay. All right. After the credits, spoiler dish colon hidden track. Cinebuds is edited by DJ Kenny Perez. <laughs> we get handcrafted sign from Perez from the license lab. What does that mean handcrafted? We'll talk Our about it later. theme song is from Milwaukee musician and author Brett Newski. Newski. We also get support from Associated Bank and Pizza Man. Thank you. And from our members from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee, Milwaukee Film. You're beautiful, and that's for sure. And oh, one last person to thank, and that Who is... Who could it be? Who could it be? My little lamb baby, Christopher <gasps> Muller. I wish I was a lamb baby. Oh, I would be the cutest lamb baby. Okay, let's go into spoily a dish lamb. Were you ready for this? Yeah. Did you? No, did you I mean, I was no, it's a it? lovely surprise. Is this a birthday present? Yeah, I was trying to not get you to go too far into it because I oh, had this idea mid-podcast. Pete. You sneaky, sneaky Pete. Do you want to do the spoilie? Yeah, I want to do the spoilie. Okay, do the spoilie. All right, listen, everybody. You've seen, uh, again, I just like to re restate, we're yep. about to spoil some of lamb. Yep. Episode's over. You've heard everything, so you can stop now. Uh, so... Keep they going have, if you if you watched it. They have a baby lamb. They have a baby lamb. It's got a human body. Except You're one. thinking, did this guy have sex with a <laughs> yeah. lamb? So you you can't help but think the that. The question is in the air. I feel like when I was watching it, I didn't think anyone had sex with the lamb. Any I, human did. I genuinely thought it was just sort of this miracle thing that happened. I was thinking, are they going to address it at some point? I, yeah, right. And they do, so they have this moment where, and they call the the, the lamb baby Ada, uh-huh. and they there's a point at which, uh, I think she even says something like, this is a second chance for us. Yeah. Then they show her at a grave where, and then the grave says Ada, uh-huh. uh, so you know that they lost a child or maybe more than one child, yep. and she like praise about about it yep. and so you know you get that it was a very clever and succinct way of saying that's this is what happened to the character and now you've got a miracle baby and so much of that movie was was doing that yeah, really crafty the, the like the wife and the the brother yeah it's like you knew that they had a romance at one point you knew that like that there was there's some kind of history there 
they didn't need to go into it. They're like, yeah. things came up and she was like, okay, you have to go now. Right. The past is the past. We're on a new future. Yeah. We're not, we're not going back into old habits. You're gone. Right. Love that. Yeah. Didn't need to say anything more. So yeah, you don't know, you don't know where the baby came from. I was fine just knowing that it was a miracle thing that happened. I was but, still looking for them to. Sure. Yeah. Isn't it? You All do right, see anyway. that you do see the, the, the mama sheep. We'll get there. Well, the, the mama sheep comes to the window because she wants her child yeah. and the the, the human mother yep. gets rid of that sheep. Sh- shoots that sheep. Head. Murders that sheep because it. she wants to keep this child. Kills the mom. So then Mother getting, kills the mother. Yeah, mother kills mom. Uh, so when we get to the, towards the end of the film, yep. you, the dog dies, which makes me very sad. Yep. And you wonder why. Yep. Then the father's in the field. You hear a gunshot. It's a tractor. Yep. And... He goes down and you don't know what's happened. No. Someone shot this man. Who shot this man? Who shot the man? With a gun. With a gun. In the neck. It is a sheep man. It is a ram man. I. It is a naked ram man. Yeah, A big, naked human man with the head and shoulders of a sheep ram. A ram. Yep. Dad killed dad. Holding a gun. Knows how to Holding use it. Holding a gun. <laughs> knows how to use it. Shot the dad twice. And took took the lamb baby with him because he's the papa. You know, at this point, you are shocked. Yeah. You are taken aback. And uh, I had the biggest smile on my face. Yeah, me too. And I looked at the person I was with and I said, oh my God. Yeah. I was so excited because it was so wild. It was yeah. so out of nowhere. It was like you were saying before, that little drop of anything can happen. Yeah. We are in a movie. You know, like yeah. we are in I like what? to think they had a movie where that didn't happen and they're like, and then they quietly walk into a field and then they live happily over here. And then somebody in the room goes, What if there's a sheep man? <laughs> oh my god. And he's just like and he kills yeah. him. Mom kills the mom. Dad kills the dad. Poetic justice goes off with Ada. I had to fight. I had to fight this kind of thing in me, which I don't care for, which is wondered, is this silly? Did this just become silly? It did not become silly. But it was like a split second I said that. I'm like, no, this is a wonderfully imaginative shocking thing to happen yes. in a world that again makes sense. You start out with this drop of fantastic. Yep. Everything else is like, Oh, relationship between the brother. That's almost as a device to, to lull you into thinking, no, it's just about humans, but they have the second chance. Yep. And then boom, they Literally. give you a sheep man killing the dad um, in cold blood. Yeah. And then it Case becomes Ada. this tr- complete tragedy at the end. And it is, it is I mean, but, Sort of deserved because she kills the she, she kills, kills the mom. mother. It's poetic. I mean, oh. it, it is this custody battle between the lambs and the, the <laughs> yeah. humans. Yeah, it's interesting because you watch the trailer, and in my thought was, oh, the lambs are gonna, the, all the sheep are gonna come after the kid. Me too. Because they kind of film it, they kind of give you, which is honestly, if you're gonna be Good manipulative, if you're gonna be manipulative in a trailer, that's a clever way to do it. I think it is. Uh, a little left turn. Yeah. So this was one of the, if not the most surprise, surprising loved things it. in a film I've seen loved in forever. It. Absolutely loved it. Oh, I'm spent. I'm exhausted. Yeah. All right. 
But love I will, that. We do love it. And I will say that, like I, like I said, we had so much conversation instantly after we left the theater. For sure. And the best thing about Oriental is like going over to Ma Fisher's, you know, you get that. Yeah. I, that's that's one of my favorites. Go out to the counter, you know, you have your coffee, you have your like after movie conversation. And then I say, how much breakfast can I legally get? <laughs> Can you provide me with the limit of breakfast I'm allowed? Uh, all right. Lamb. Yeah. I mean, Real ones, hopefully, no. if you're we still know. listening, you've seen you've it seen and it. you're just going, yep. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you for listening. All right. Bye.